USA, December 2021. A catastrophic tornado swept through 10 states. 15,000 buildings and trailer homes were destroyed. The property damage amounted to at least $3.5 billion. Many people were warned about the tornado five minutes prior to the disaster. The Philippines, December 2021. Instead of the expected moderate storm, there occurred a Category 5 hurricane. Typhoon Ray affected 10,800,000 people in 11 regions. More than 2 million homes were damaged. 427,000 homes were completely destroyed. 3 million people were displaced. The material damage amounted to more than $420 million. Haiti, August 2021. 7.2 magnitude earthquake. 690,000 people were affected and more than 137,000 homes were destroyed or damaged. Infrastructure damage amounted to about $2 billion. Malaysia, December 2021. 11 states were hit by severe flooding. More than 125,000 people were evacuated from their homes. Total financial losses amounted to almost $1.5 billion. Indonesia's National Disaster Management Board recorded 5,402 natural disasters in 2021. Climatic disasters occur in this region every day, making the area uninhabitable for people. All the countries of the Pacific Ring of Fire now find themselves in a similar situation. Over the past 10 years, climate disasters have caused nearly $3 trillion in damages. 220 million people have become climate refugees within the same period. Since 2010, weather emergencies have forced around 21.5 million people a year to move on average. In 2020, official figures alone put the number of climate refugees at 30 and a half million. We, inhabitants of this planet, are now in the most dangerous situation. Just within a day, the forces of nature are leveling entire regions to the ground. It will take years to rebuild these regions, which we simply do not have. Because a new disaster comes along. What are we doing to prevent deaths of people, destruction of their homes during the cataclysms, death from starvation and because of the absence of normal living conditions after the terrible destruction. What are we doing to prevent this? What are we doing to keep our whole world from descending into this chaos? Over the last 10 years, more than 5 trillion dollars were spent on fighting the climate. This is a so-called climate financing. Five trillion dollars. But people are still suffering and dying from climate disasters. And as we can see, the amount of climate finance increases every year. But what have these enormous amounts been spent on? 94% of this money, that is 4.9 trillion dollars, was spent on reducing greenhouse gas emissions. In terms of climate finance, this is called mitigation. 
In other words, how do we find the climate? We spend almost five trillion dollars on business development that will supposedly help reduce CO2 emissions. The proponents of the theory of human impact on the climate are very active in convincing us that reducing CO2 maybe will stop rapid climate change and save the planet. This theory has led to serious economic, political and financial constraints on the world. Many governments strive to comply with directives to reduce CO2 emissions and develop green energy, even if it's not beneficial for them. The bulk of climate finance was allocated to renewable energy sources, mainly solar and wind power plants. 3.4 trillion spent on this. But did it really help to stabilize the climate? As we can see, no. The number of natural disasters continues to grow at an alarming rate. So these funds do not solve the problem. So what do they do? Perhaps they did help reduce the growth of the CO2 amount. It turns out they didn't. CO2 keeps rising. So how does that work out? We've already spent 5 trillion dollars on nothing. Moreover, it seems that the more money is invested in this business, the more CO2 emissions increase. All the more so, these business investments have had no effect on the real climate situation, have they? Things keep getting worse. Okay, but we've got 6% of climate finance left. Maybe it's spent on actual help to people. Let's have a look. These funds were spent on so-called adaptation, that is, adapting to natural disasters that have already happened or to their expected consequences. Adaptation includes, for example, improved crop production in arid areas, climate-resilient infrastructure, access to water sources, and early warning systems for climate disasters. Yes, that's definitely important. But how much is spent on warning us and keeping us safe in the event of cataclysms? Only 1% of global climate finance is used to make us aware of the dangers in advance. Did the people in the US, the Philippines, Haiti or Malaysia feel any effect of these adaptation measures? Have they been warned of the coming climate cataclysms? Our world is not prepared for the rapid escalation of climate disasters. Not only in developing countries, but even in developed countries such as Germany and the US, there are no effective warning systems. With an increasing volume of climate finance, we do not see climate stabilization, but we can see growing businesses and increased profits. More and more countries are facing terrible disasters, and my country is no exception. What usually happens in this case? Houses are destroyed. Terrified survivors look at what was once their homes 
Yes, rescuers arrive, and people rake through the rubble, trying to find survivors. The first humanitarian aid arrives. Yes, at first, certain mechanisms work. People try to help, but what happens next? Who compensates people for their homes and everything they lost? Who helps them pay off a loan for a house that no longer exists? What help can they expect in six months, in a year? There was over $40 million gave to the state of Kentucky. People that, everybody that I have talked to is like, well, where's that money at? Where did that money go to? It was gave to Kentucky to help us, but we ain't seeing it. We ain't seen it. Everything that has been paid on my home to fix any of the repairs on my home so far came out of my pocket. I had to go take out a small loan because my roof was so messed up. And then you're told, like I was told from FEMA, well, I, all we can do is offer you a loan. I don't need a loan. What about all the money that was gave to FEMA to help us? We're not seeing it. Everybody that I have talked to has said the same thing. I was offered a loan at a high interest rate. Like, what about the help that we were supposed to be receiving? There's like 5% of people out of 100% that have received any kind of help since the tornado. The, the other 95% of us don't know what we're going to do. It happens not only to people, but to entire countries. In 2019, Mozambique was devastated by tropical cyclone Idai. The damage amounted to about half of the country's national budget. The country requested $620 million in aid, but less than half of that amount was raised. As a result, Mozambique was forced to take out an IMF loan of $118 million to begin reconstruction. And where are those five trillion? After all, this is money from our pocket. That's where it is really needed for temporarily resettlement of people, rebuilding homes, restoring infrastructure, compensating for what people have lost. But alas, climate finance does not provide for that. Countries have to solve problems with destroyed infrastructure, unemployment, lack of housing, and people's livelihoods on their own. Not only that, but they also have to pay the interest on the loans they took to rebuild after climate disasters. No one is going to rebuild their homes for free. People are left poverty-ridden and unprotected with no money, no housing, and no future. Can you imagine what people's lives look like two or three months after? 
the natural disaster occurred? The whole world has simply forgotten about this country and these people. What is their fate? What are these people doing now? No one cares any longer about that. Would you like them to forget about you and leave you alone when you are in dire need of help? Should that surprise us? Alas, in our consumerist format, no one cares about my life, your life, or the lives of others. It's even okay to make profit from people who find themselves in life-threatening situations. All around the world, the number of climatic disasters is steadily increasing. More and more people are suffering from climatic disasters. Survivors are losing their loved ones, their homes, and everything they had. Meanwhile, from high rostrums, we are told that by the year 2030, the climate finance needs to be increased to $4 trillion, $350 billion a year. That is sixfold. And by 2040, up to $6 trillion a year. That is tenfold. And in their theory, it would probably lead to some observable changes only after 2040. In other words, investments totaling over $90 trillion over 20 years, which is the size of almost the entire world economy in 2021, may or may not yield results. But we already know that not a penny of this money will be spent on actual help to people. That is, until 2050, we are offered to sit and watch our children die until we die under the rubble too. Just consider that figure. No, we are not being offered to invest this money into science, to build houses for the victims, or to help countries recover from the disaster. We are not being offered to build the climate resilient cities, to resettle people there from dangerous areas. We are simply being asked to put this money into business for the profit of a few. bottom line is this. A few just get enriched at the expense of our lives. They do nothing for real protection from climate disasters. If something happens in our country, no one would help us just for the sake of it. They would give us a loan and force us and our children into debt slavery. No one is really working on solving these problems. The funds are invested neither in the study of causes nor in the prevention of climate disasters, nor in people's warning and protection. Our planet is already at war with the climate. What we fail to realize is that this war is escalating. The climate delivers unexpected blows to countries. We are losing people, our homes, and all our usual life. The situation is not improving. 
We are not solving the underlying problem, but we can see the progression and acceleration of natural disasters. We are losing the most precious thing of all, our time. When climate disasters overtake all countries and continents under the current consumerist format, we will simply start killing each other for salvageable lands, for water and food. This CO2 nonsense has to stop while we still have time, while we're still able to influence something. We need to take the climate problem seriously instead of stuffing wallets by imposing false theories. CO2 is rising, but it is not causing climate disasters. We need to understand that these false scientists are willing to do anything to keep the theory alive. After all, five trillion dollars is a very powerful argument to continue this lie. And they will stop at nothing. They have nothing sacred left. They're interested neither in human lives nor in the fate of our planet. For all these years of fighting CO2 and for the amount of money spent on it, we could have created an artificial satellite on the Earth's orbit and everyone could have moved there. But this money is spent for nothing. As long as we keep shifting responsibility and wait for these pseudoscientists to solve our problems, we will stay in mortal danger. We need to change the format of society to a creative one and allocate funding toward the scientific development and research of the real causes of climate change. We need a scientific community that will not cover up the business of collaborationists, but will actually solve the problems of global climate changes. Otherwise, we will simply perish as a civilization from the climate disasters well before 2040.